This is the Rorschach Georgia update for Thursday, the 2nd of September, 2021. Ten or so minutes of the big stuff going down in Soccer Development. This week, the Georgian government decided to prolong its COVID-19 restrictions, public transportation in all big cities of the country, which was scheduled to resume on the 4th of September, will now not begin until Monday the 13th. All public schools, universities, and vocational educational facilities will offer online lessons beginning the 15th of September through the 4th of October. These decisions were made to curb the spread of the disease. Georgia continues to have over 4,000 COVID cases and over 70 COVID deaths daily. According to the Georgian Education Ministry, 46% of Georgian teachers have been fully vaccinated as of the 31st of August. Georgian health officials say they will not recommend in-person studies until at least 80% of school personnel become fully vaccinated. More news on vaccines. On Friday, the 27th of August, vaccination buses began to make their rounds in three districts in Tbilisi, Varkatili, Kuldani, and Vagzali Square. People can get vaccinated in buses without prior registration, and each bus can vaccinate about 100 to 150 people daily. The Georgian government will begin offering incentives to encourage the public to get vaccinated. According to the head of the National Center for Disease Control, Amidan Gamkhelidze, finance ministry is working with the Georgian lottery company on lottery raffles available only to those who have been vaccinated. Great that prisoners are getting vaccinated. Over 50% of Georgian prisoners have been fully vaccinated in, in penitentiary facilities, and over 60% of the penitentiary staff have also been completely vaccinated. As of the 31st, over 1.1 million individuals have received at least one dose of the vaccine in the country, of which about 400,000 individuals have been fully vaccinated. On Tuesday, the 31st, Georgian Prime Minister Irakli Kharabashvili announced that Georgia will not take the second tranche of an EU loan in order to reduce the foreign debt of the country. Hmm. In response, the EU released a statement saying the Georgian government had failed to fulfill the conditions of getting the loan. Viola von Kramen, member of the EU parliament, tweeted, quote, you can't decline what you were not eligible for, end quote. In 2020, the EU dispersed a 60 million euro grant as part of its 75 million euro COVID-19 resilience contract for Georgia with the overall aim of helping Georgian citizens and businesses recover from the impact of the pandemic. On the 26th of August, OSCE Office of Democratic Institutions and Human Rights, or ODIR, opened an election observation mission for the upcoming municipal elections that will be held on the 2nd of October. OSCE will send approximately 380 observers to Georgia, and the mission will publish an interim report during the observation period. On the 1st of September, former Georgian Prime Minister Georgi Gakharia, who now leads the For Georgia Opposition Party, announced that he will be running for Tbilisi mayor in the upcoming October elections. Nigerian businessman Arinze Richard Ogbunuju has been nominated as a candidate for Tbilisi mayor in the municipal elections by Our United Georgia Initiative Group. Arinze has been living in Georgia for several years. According to him, Tbilisi mayor and Georgian Dream Party's candidate Kahi Kaladze has already done all that he can do. Ruling Otsneba Party predicts that their candidate for Tbilisi mayor, Kahi Kaladze, will receive over 60% of the vote in the upcoming elections. According to Otsneba's poll, Nika Melia, the head of Natsebi Party, who also is a joint candidate for several opposition parties for Tbilisi mayor, will receive around 29% of the vote. On Thursday, the 2nd, the Natsebi Party decided to sign the EU-mediated agreement after more than four months of refusing to do so. The agreement was proposed 
by the European Council President Charles Michel in April to help Georgian political parties resolve a six-month-long political crisis which began after the 2020 parliamentary elections. At the end of July, Otsneba decided to withdraw from the agreement. Originally, according to Otsneba party leaders, they did it because it had been fulfilled. But amidst both domestic and European pushback, they said the decision was made due to the opposition party's constant violation and non-fulfillment of the agreement. Now, weather. Destructive weather. On the 27th of August, heavy hail hit Telavi, Kvareli, and Gurjani rayons in Kacheti. In about 15 villages, 80 to 100% of vineyards have been destroyed. According to the National Wine Agency of Georgia, the government will purchase damaged grapes from the farmers. The state will pay 80 tetri, about 25 U.S. cents, for one kilo of white grapes and one lati, or 30 U.S. cents, for red saperavi. Additionally, the government will pay 3,000 lati, about 1,000 U.S. dollars per hectare, to farmers of vineyards whose grapes have been completely destroyed. Following the heavy hail, an early grape harvest started in Cajeti. Farmers are picking hail-damaged grapes. On Wednesday, the 1st of September, Enterprise Georgia implemented four new programs, programs aimed to help families with newborns purchase new apartments, increase financial assistance for business entities, improve the country's export potential, and develop agro and ecotourism facilities in the Georgian regions. On Monday, the 30th of August, Tbilisi International Airport was named one of the best airports in Eastern Europe by Skytrax World Airport Awards. Out of the 10 best airports in Eastern Europe, Tbilisi International Airport finished sixth. Tbilisi International Airport is being used as a way station by NATO evacuation flights from Kabul and back, according to the Georgian government from Tbilisi. Passengers evacuated from Kabul are being transported abroad via various charter flights. So far, up to 2,000 individuals have been evacuated via Georgian territory. On Tuesday, the 31st of August, about 500 military servicemen received apartments in Varkatili military town in Tbilisi. Since 2013, around 1,500 families of military servicemen have received apartments in Georgia. On the 27th of August, Georgia was re-elected as a member of the Council of Administration and of the Postal Operations Council of the UN's Universal Postal Union for a second term. What does that mean for the country? On Thursday, the American Cultural Center opened in Tbilisi. The center will focus on arts, culture, and education-related projects aimed at promoting cultural links between the U.S. and Georgia. On the 28th of August, Georgian film Otar's Death, directed by Soso Bliadze, won the Fedeora Award at the 2021 Carlo Vivadi International Film Festival. The film was a joint production of Georgia-Lithuanian Germany and focuses on mother-son relationships. On Sunday, the 29th of August, Georgian judokas Ina Kaldani and Revas Chikoidze won silver at the Paralympic Games in Tokyo. Ina is the first Georgian woman to make it to the finals of wrestling in the history of the Olympics and Paralympics. Mariam Mugvaliani, 15-year-old weightlifter, has won gold at the 81-plus kilo category at the European Junior Weightlifting Championship in Poland, where she showed the best results in all three disciplines, the clean, snatch, and jerk. Mariami is the first Georgian girl to win gold at a continental tournament in weightlifting. That's it for this week. Thanks for tuning in. We want to know where you're listening from, so drop us a line at podcast at Rorschach.com and let us know what city or town you're in because we're curious, neighborhood. If you like the show, share it and subscribe for more. Nachbambis. Nachbambis.